may be seated tonight here. I want you to enjoy and relax tonight here. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to John chapter 13, and let me wash your feet tonight, all right? So let me do the work here, and you sit back and enjoy. And uh, John 13, most of you know the text already as soon as I said it, uh, but this is a story, of course, the last night of Jesus before he went to the cross of Calvary. He washes people's feet, his, the people's dirty feet, and I'd like, to, I'd like to read all the scriptures tonight. I will have you read probably three verses with me when we get there. So you just need to follow along with me as we read the scripture. Again, familiar passage of scripture to most of us in this room here. John chapter 13, verse 1. Follow along as I read, please. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world... He loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he was to come from God and went to God, he rises up from, riseth up from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. Verse 5 is the key verse. Let's read that together. Ready? Here we go. After that, he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Verse 6. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I, wash, if, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. The Bible says, By love we are to serve one another. Jesus was trying to serve his, serve his own disciple in Peter. Simon Peter saith unto him, verse 9, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my, he my head. Jesus saith unto him, He that is washed needeth not to save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him, therefore he said, Ye are clean, but not all. Verse 12, let's read that together. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his forms and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me master. And Lord, and ye say, Well, for so am I, or so I am. Verse 14 If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye ought also, or ye also ought to wash one another's feet. And verse 15, of course, maybe the key verse of the whole passage, just read it together. Ready? For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. I entitled our message tonight, and we're taking a sidebar from our series of messages on how to obtain God's blessing. But even in, even in this message, this is a great way to obtain God's blessing as well. But uh, Lord willing, we'll pick up our series next Wednesday that we started a few weeks back. But tonight, uh, I want to look at this wonderful passage of Scripture. I've entitled our message, Washing Dirty Feet. And I said in the calling post, if you got the message, uh, Sunday we were at Calvary Baptist Church, and um, their church is so similar. I know I've used them in illustrations many times. So similar to our church. They use the same hymn books. They, they have the same format and how they 
conduct their normal services and so forth. And uh, I, we always just feel like we're right at home when we're at Calvary Baptist Church in Norfolk, Virginia. And you would like it if you ever get to visit there as well. And then, we, of course, we had the Sunday afternoon service where we traveled to 25 minutes up the road up to Bowers Hill Baptist Church. And, and Kylea, for the record, uh, got scared last second. She froze up on me as I was trying to baptize her. And there was seven that got baptized, but uh, I just baptized my grandson, Bradley. Of course, that was Sunday afternoon. And then Monday, for the last 40 years on Memorial Day, the Central, or the, excuse me, the Calvary Baptist Church has had a, a Memorial Day picnic. And they've been doing this for 40 plus years. And um, it was interesting. They called for rain, and sure enough, it did rain. But the picnic went on. And uh, we got there, it was started at noontime. We got there shortly afternoon, of course, and there were a lot of people there. And Pastor told me, he said, no, actually, the crowd's about half the size it normally is. Uh, a lot of people come to the picnic. Uh, but the weather scared a lot of people away. And sure enough, we were there not too long, and the rain started coming. And they had, uh, of course, outdoor games planned and so forth. And they went through the games. They had pony rides, and they had, they had uh, volleyball and corn, corn, what's that, corn? Cornhole, yeah, cornhole, yeah, the, uh, the cheap man's version of, or the, the, uh, of uh, horseshoes, I guess. But anyhow, uh, so they had a number of things planned, and the, the show went on as planned. But I want you to know that, uh, and of course I'm partial to you know, seven little kids that were there, and of course I'm talking about my grandkids, and Henry Lincoln and, and Jackson, of course. Uh, the, the rain started coming, and you know, it's amazing with kids. They always find where there's the most amount of water. Did you ever notice that? And uh, they found, uh, you know, it's just it, after a while, it's just like there's no sense in even stopping them. This is going to happen. They found a mud puddle, and there's Henry and Jackson. They're stamping in the mud. Of course, it's raining, and the mud, and the mud is, in the, and they're just. And now it's, their feet are so bad. It's like just take your shoes off, and so before you know it, their shoes and socks are off, and they're just muddy as all get out. And uh, of course, the rain's coming down. All the kids were underneath the pavilion, us smart adults, of course, but the kids are all out playing, of course. And uh, I saw at that picnic, I started to observe a number of things here. And as we go through the message, I'll interject some of those things that I saw. But uh, let me tell you four things just quickly to begin with what washing dirty feet involves. Um, first of all, in, in serving God, first of all, it, it's, a, it's a dirty job to wash feet. It's a dirty job to change diapers. Uh, you notice that when uh, we were several babies there at the, uh, the uh, and I noticed that, that, that guys, I'm just, I'm just being honest with you. Every diaper I changed, which was a couple of them, uh, it was a woman that changed the diapers. Men didn't change the diapers. And I've heard guys, and I know myself, I've been there my, myself many times. Hey, I'll do everything. I'll hold, I'll cuddle, I'll do everything. But diapers, that's your job, you know. And why? Why diapering is a dirty job, and it's uh, and there's a lot of service in the Lord's work that is that is dirty work. It's just hard work. It's menial work. It's uh, the washing dirty feet. And Jesus, do you think not only were these feet dirty, but I want you to think. Let's be honest with you. And I already alluded to diapers. It was this was a smelly job. You know, there's some jobs that are smelly. Some jobs that are just they're disgusting. They're not enjoyable. They're, 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 uh, they're, they, they, you stink, and then if you get done, you, you, you stink because you've been around stink. And uh, that's, that's part of service. Uh, I know there's been jobs uh, that I've had when I worked at, uh, as a teenage boy, I worked for uh, one year between college at Eiton Fiber, and it was a fiberglass factory. And 
you wore gloves and you wore a hat and, of course, the boots and the, you had to wear, wear it because you, it was fiberglass got all over the place. No matter how well you covered yourself up, no matter how much cream you put on your hands and so forth, that, that fiber would, would, would get to your body. And, it, oh, it was just 24-7 you lived with that, 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 that itch. And then I've been in jobs where there's, there's oils and there's solvents and there's and, and many jobs where you, you, you smell, you, you wear what you, what you, in the area that you've worked with. Jesus is washing smelly feet. I want you to get the picture. He's washing dirty feet. Uh, thirdly, real quickly, we can say that washing dirty feet is a humble job. It's a humble job. And then number four, this is where we, this is the most humbling of all. This washing dirty feet, this is a job that Jesus did. Think about that. This is a job that Jesus Christ did. The King of Kings. He's ready to perform the greatest sacrifice in the history of, of uh, in all eternity. The next day, that night. He's getting ready to go to the cross and he knows it. And at the same time, he takes time out to serve in the most humbling most dirty situation, most smelly situation, you could possibly think, just like a, pardon me, just like a slave. Jesus washed the disciples' feet. And so we see what, what, what this job is, but then I want to just give you some principles here tonight in, in foot washing, or principles in service, in other words. And I, I, again, this message was developed as from this picnic that I was at and uh, the services that we were at on Sunday. And I don't want to say anything derogatory towards Central, or I keep saying Central Baptist, it's Calvary Baptist Church. It's because this is a great church. They have a wonderful pastor, wonderful uh, pastor's family, wonderful people, wonderful deacons, ushers. I mean, it just seems like a clone of our church, I got to tell you. And so I don't want to say anything derogatorily, but... Very seldom do I get to sit back and be a visitor and an observer and uh, not have to do anything. I didn't do anything Sunday morning except for praying the service. And it was kind of nice to just sit back and relax, quite frankly, and to see how other churches do it. And uh, and you're going to laugh here, but why didn't I have you stand up for the reading of the Word of God tonight here? Let me tell you, you never could probably figure it out. But uh, on, on Wednesday night when I'm there and Sunday morning and Sunday night, I get a taste of my own medicine. Sit up, or rather, sit down, stand up, sit down, stand up. The whole service is, is like that. It's like, I'm getting tired of standing up. I'm an old man now. And so I said, you know, I got to give people more of a rest uh, sometimes, you know. Because so, I get tired of standing up sometimes. Uh, and, uh, and so, of course, we do the same thing. I do the same thing to you. But let's, let's move forward here. Let me look, let's look at verse 16 for sake of time. And let's begin here tonight here. Some principles in service. And we're in the service business. We're in the people business. But verse 16 says this. uh, These things, or excuse me, let me try that again. Verily, verily, Jesus said, or of a truth or of a certainty, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. Neither is he that sent greater than he that, that sent him. Of course, God the Father sent his Son, and Jesus said, I'm not greater than my Father, and the servant is not greater than his Lord. And so, first principle in service in the work of God is that when we serve, we are more like Jesus Christ. We are more like Jesus when we serve. Uh, more like the master I would ever be. Uh, 
we're more like the Savior when we serve. That's what he came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to serve. So we're more like Christ. You know, how many here want to be more like Christ? Amen. Amen. Do we really want to be more like Christ? Well, then it requires more service. Now, I know who I'm speaking to tonight, by the way, and I want to thank you. Uh, I, I'm, I'm talking to the servants of God. This is a Wednesday night crowd. This is a core, core crowd. Uh, don't raise your hand. You know the better than that. But uh, how many of you even had a hard time getting out to church tonight? Don't raise your hand. I don't want to know. How many of you had a long day today? Anybody have a long day today? Yeah, many of you did. You just don't want to admit it, or I don't want you to admit it. <laughs> and, uh, but you're servants. You go the extra mile. Last week and the week, a week and a half ago, we had that great military service. And, and uh, I want to thank you so much for all the work that's been done. And we've got special services coming up here. Next Wednesday night, we'll have we need a handful of people to serve others food. And uh, it'll get done. We've got flags to pick up tonight. It'll get done. I, got, I just recruited our young, young men's uh, brigade to pick up the flags after the service tonight. So I've got to end here in a few minutes here. But uh, when you serve, you're more like Jesus. He gave us an example that we should do as he has done. Then verse 16 as well, we won't read it again, but you can fill in the blank if you'd like. When we, when we serve, we remind ourselves that we are not better than Jesus. Uh, I have to be careful here, but, you know, and it's not just, I don't want to, I'll just say it, certain jobs, many jobs, people have a, a mentality that, well, that's not my job description. I'm not going to do that job. That's not what I signed up for. I'm better than that. I get paid more money, so I shouldn't do this lowly job. Jesus picked the lowliest, think of this through, this night he picked the lousiest job that there was to do. That's the job that Jesus did. When, if we don't do those lower, lower ranked jobs, we're saying that we're better than Jesus. Anybody here better than Jesus? I know the answer, and you do too. Uh, you see, verse 15 says, For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. And so he set the example. He said, I'm not greater than my father. Now, we know that he, he and his father are one, and we don't understand the trinity of God, of course. We understand as much as we can comprehend. The son is not lesser than the father but Jesus relegated himself and he said I'm, I'm lower I'm, I do all these remember he prayed in the garden just a few hours later he would pray nevertheless not my will but whose but thy will be done and so uh, he set the example and then in regards to this we're not better than Jesus we get the honor Psalm 84 verse 10 the Bible says, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. I, I saw a little bit uh, after the fact, I saw a little bit of uh, the prince, what's his name? Prince, Meghan Markle and what's his name? Henry? Harry, Harry. Harry. Prince Harry? You all knew his name just like that, Prince Harry. Well, I saw they had, uh, I was on TV, I, I, so I watched it for several minutes. They were showing the, the, the re- processional or the re- whatever after the wedding, and they were showing all the pomp and the circumstance. and. And I mean, there's thousands of Britons out there just throwing and just lining the streets, seeing their, their new duke and their whatever she is, or duchess, whatever she is. And I mean, they were just lauding uh, how wonderful these people were. 
And the Bible says, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God. Spurgeon said it this way, I'd rather, don't, he told us young preacher boys, don't stoop to be the king of England when you can be a preacher of the gospel. The greatest service that you have is the lowliest service that there is in the house of God. The, the so-called ushers, we are serv- you are servants. Um, you ladies that clean the church, you're servants. Uh, we're all to be in a service business. That's we're trying to be like our master. And it's an honor. And so it was uh, Senator Mike Mansfield, the longest ranking, the longest uh, head senator in our country's history. He died in 2002. He was 98 years of age. He was from Montana. And uh, we've been to, I've been to Arlington several times and uh, when we went on our tour, you could see uh, his accolades, he was in Congress, in the Senate, in the House, or the, the most, uh, I think, 49 years in the Senate. Uh, served in the House. He was in the military, worked his way up in the military, he had great uh, credentials. But if you go there, there's a little cross there, and of course it says, Captain, or rather it says, Pri- or rather it says uh, uh, Private Mike Mansfield. United States Marine Corps. That's what he wanted to be known for, that he was a private in the Army of the United States Marines, of course. And so uh, what an honor. Luke 17.10 reminds us, uh, when we've done all that we can do, say, I am an unprofitable servant. I've done that which was required of me. It's an honor to serve the king. It's an honor to serve him. And... uh, in the, the lowest of, so-called lowest of ways. Our honor is not in this world. Our honor is in the world to come. Well, verse 4 here. Let's hurry along here. Look at verse 4 of chapter 13. The Bible says, He riseth from supper. They got full bellies, pardon the language. And laid aside his garments. He got into his work clothes, if you will. And took a towel and girded himself in verse number five. But I want you to notice, and this is very important, verse number four on the worksheet. The service Jesus often performed requires taking the initiative. I really wanted to park here tonight. We only have a few minutes, but let me, this is very important. I was at the picnic, and again, I want to be very careful that I don't impugn anybody at the good Calvary Baptist Church for the fourth time here. But I saw a lot of people having a lot of fun and eating a lot of food. And we got there, and of course, they'd been cooking for several hours. They cooked uh, barbecue on the grill, and uh, they had a whole tent just filled with all kinds of foods that folks had brought in. But uh, the lion's share of the work was done by the pastor and some of his key men and some, I know ladies behind the scenes that we didn't see, we got there just in time to enjoy all the food. All we did was just get in line. And we ate the food and enjoyed the time together. And uh, I noticed that uh, though there were a lot of visitors that came, they, I didn't see them in the service on Sunday, but I saw young and old. In fact, I saw a number of old people that were there. Uh, and uh, I, I saw... I saw I shouldn't say this, but I'm, I'm starting into it, so I'll finish it. So I saw an older couple, and I said, oh, they look like a nice couple. The, the, and I said, I didn't see them in church yesterday. I wonder who they are. And the guy turned around. He had a plate of food, and he, he had a shirt on. He, was, he looked like a real respectable man. His shirt was 
Dirty Dancing. And I said, I, I don't think he's a member of the church necessarily, or he's a faithful attendant. I didn't see him in church on Sunday, but he was there at the picnic and he was enjoying the food like everybody else. And there were a number of visitors there. And, but I saw as the day played out, the three or four hours that we were there, that there were numbers of visitors. I got tied up. I was talking to a brother, and I was just as guilty. I was talking to Pastor Yoho, Dr. Yoho, and Pastor Dion for a couple hours straight. We just sat down and had preacher talk, as it's called. And, and meanwhile, I'm, I'm finally observing families that I didn't see Sunday, and family over here, a, a, a single person over there, and a person over there, and nobody talking to them. They're all by themselves. And I saw this several times in the next couple, three hours together. Jesus saw a need, uh, bullet point, or rather check marks there. Let's go real quickly. Look for people with a need. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. You know, this world's a needy place. Look for, on Sundays, look for people with needs. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost again. Uh, I was very thankful. I heard that, uh, I'll leave them unnamed because they'd be upset they're not here tonight, but... Uh, they took uh, some folks out to eat after the service, I understand. Uh, and that was, that was nice. Take somebody out to lunch after, uh, if you, uh, or uh, do something nice for somebody. Uh, you see a person with need. There were people at that picnic Monday that needed to be talked to about the Lord, I'm sure. And as far as I'm concerned, I could see nobody really talked to him about the Lord. I was, and I saw clusters of groups, and we're all guilty of this. So again, for the last time, I'm not trying to throw any stones but we tend to talk with those people that we are comfortable with. You notice that after, before and after services? And, and uh, some stranger is here and we don't talk to them or we don't, we just like, well, I don't know that person. We, we kind of migrate to our comfort zone. Jesus saw what needed to be done. He, look for people with a need. Uh, check mark number two. Look for a dirty task that no one else wants to do. Look for a dirty task that no one else wants to do, the lowest task. Uh, when you see, let me get real practical here. I mean, just little things. Young people, you want to score points. If you want to score points, you don't do this to score points per se, but if you're at the job and you're walking in, I don't care if you're at a restaurant or the factory or whatever, and you see something out of place or a paper on the floor, stop and pick it up. Throw it away. Uh, go the extra mile. When you, your boss tells you to walk a mile, Jesus said walk two. And I'm paraphrasing. I think you know. Go the extra distance that's not required. That's part of being a servant. Somebody's got to do it. Uh, Pastor, I, I got to tell you the funny part, but it's, and, and when I saw this church, I saw, them, saw several hours of church life taking place. I said, this is just like our church. We're, we're, we, we, you know, we got the same, we got strengths, but we also got weaknesses. So pastor, they're wrapping up, and now people are going home. Uh, some of us came, we were one of them, I was one of them. I came, enjoyed the food, didn't make one thing to help, help with the food. I just ate all the food, enjoyed the company, enjoyed the, and then it was time to leave, and, and uh, pastor got up there, and there was a crowd had dwindled down to the last 20 or 30 people left, and said, hey, if you could help us out, we've got a lot of food to clean up here and a lot of things to clean up, and, and he started giving orders, and he says, if you'd like to do some of this, we could sure use your help, and, and then he said something like, don't everybody jump at once, you know, he, he's kind of a joker himself, but uh, as we pulled away, there I saw his, the pastor and his wife, and who was doing the lion's share of the work and not trying to, you know, 
been looked at the so-called man of God as the only servant of God, but I, I noticed that they, they were there long before the thing ever got started and they were there long after. And some of you are like that. I already know that. And I'm already talking to servants. But we're trying to be like the master. Do the jobs that nobody else wants to do. Um, check mark number three. Do your service happily, not grudgingly. Whenever we're on vacation down south, we seem to always, when we, we got to stop and eat somewhere, we always seem to try to find a Chick-fil-A. And, uh, you know, this is something, I got to do this very quickly, but Chick-fil-A, this is not a bash on, maybe it is a bash on McDonald's and Burger King, but I'm going to, so I'm going to bash. There was a Chick-fil-A and then there was a Burger King. The Burger King looked like, I'm just being honest with you, it looked like the projects. Chick-fil-A looked like Uptown. They were like right next to each other, and the Chick-fil-A's parking lot was packed. And Burger King had two or three or four or five cars at the most there. And the place was kind of run down and so forth. I said, everybody's going to Chick-fil-A. Why are they going to Chick-fil-A? By the way, the workers that were at Burger King, they now work at the good ones that have transferred over to Chick-fil-A, I'm sure. That's the way it works, because when you go into Chick-fil-A, they're happy. They're industrious. They're, they go the extra mile. There's no, there's no slouchers at Chick-fil-A. This is not an endorsement of Chick-fil-A, by the way. I'm just telling you, I've seen it. I've seen it in action. If you've got a choice, this is Marty Schott speaking, but if you've got a choice between going to Burger King or Chick-fil-A, take Chick-fil-A. Because their servants are happier people. I'm just being honest with you. Now, I'm sure there's some, there's some aberrations, of course, but you know what I'm saying. And it's closed on Sunday. They honor God, and that's correct. And so uh, do your service happily. Do the best, last uh, check mark, do your best as unto the Lord. Jesus washed the disciples' feet, but he was doing it as unto his, he was serving his heavenly father. The heavenly father sent him to do the service. You know, we are in the servant business. That's what we are. We are to be servant leaders. God's called us to be servants. I, I have to, again, be careful for the, but I have a pastor in my mind right now. He happens to be a doctor. Nothing wrong with being a doctor and he has an earned doctorate. And you don't ask me, I will never tell you. But I, I know some things. I was on the web just this morning, as a matter of fact, and uh, I, somebody that I know, and it's like, you've got to do more than just preach a, I'm sure, a theologically correct message. I'm sure he does that. I'm sure he, and I don't want to, I just, there's more to pastoring than just putting together a quick message for people. There's a lot more. A whole lot more, as a matter of fact. And service, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes things that need to be done if we're going to be a true servant of the Lord. Um, one, two, three here. I'm out of time here. Let me just read to you. Verse one, uh, Jesus said, in verse one, just glance at it. He knew that his hour was coming. He knew he was going to go to the cross. Now here he's trying to have an enjoyable meal with his disciples, the Passover, with his disciples, and he's trying to serve them, and they're conversating, and they're, and, and, and uh, can you imagine, and none of us can even, not one ten thousandth, not one one millionth of what was going through Jesus Christ's mind. You talk about mental stress. Can you imagine, you know, uh, Service requires laboring in spite of mental stress. There are going to be times, let me say it this way, and it happens at your work. There's, 
Anybody ever go to work and not feel like working? Duh. You know, anybody go to work and have a rough day? And, and you, you're in the service industry and you have to put a smile on your face? And you have to perform? Even though your family is falling apart or your health is not what you should be? Jesus was going to go to the cross of Calvary and he knew it. And he saw, my children, my, my friends need their feet washed. Somebody's got to do it. I'll do it. I mean, and he, he did it in spite of all the mental anguish. It was like, you know, he could have said, hey, Father, time out here. I got to meditate here. I got to get to a room and you can be, be, just be alone for a while. You know what I'm going to do for you in a few hours from now and for these people, so I don't have time to serve you now. No, we're in the service business. Verse number one, latter part of the verse, the Bible says he loved them to the end. I trust that, and let me just give you the, the fill in the blank, spend a lifetime serving to the end. I know you don't know, and I gotta use it one more time, I know you don't know Brother Corbin. And, I, and then Brother Tom Michaels. But Tom Michael's retiring in the end of, in fact, I think his last Sunday is this coming Sunday after 44 years of pastoring. He's in his 70s. And again, Pastor Corbin, he's, uh, neither of them are, Brother Michael's is in way better health, I'm sure, than Brother Corbin. But they're both, uh, I'm trying to be diplomatic, they're both been, they've both spent their lives in serving the Lord. And they're, they're broken physically. And I don't, they would despise right now if they thought I was uh, patronizing them or, or, or rather uh, making you feel bad for them. They wouldn't want that. But they've, they, they want to spend their life serving Christ to the end. And some of you are like that. And I could start picking on some of you here that are they're like that. I'll, let me pick on somebody that's not here on purpose, but Janice Becker. Janice... Uh, Oh, I'm stepping over the edge, but I'm going to say it anyhow. You've seen Janet's fingers, her hands. Janet's got serious, and she's had arthritic or, or that uh, rheumatoid arthritis so bad her fingers are all twisted. And she, and uh, but Janice is, I, I can all these many years now, twenty almost five years that Janice has been with us. Never, I've never, I can never remember hearing Janice Becker ever say a word of complaint. Uh, serving God. Well, there I am over it. I got a little emotional for a second. Flowers, little behind the scenes things. That she, she'd start getting mad at me right now if she knew I was talking about her. But she does it all for the Lord. I try to, and many of you are like that already, and I thank you for that. But I know you don't do it for me. You do it for the Lord. Lastly, verse 17, uh, it says this. If ye know these things, James 1.22 says, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth not to him it is sin. Not in a negative note, but I just saw a number of folks that claim to serve the Lord at that good church, Calvary Baptist Church, when it came time to do the dirty work, they were nowhere to be found. But a handful, small handful of people 
uh, and with uh, Wally. Wally is six foot five. He's a dedicated member of the church there. His wife, his name is Debbie. And we had, they came over, we had a long day on Sunday, morning services, Sunday school. Wally's the head usher. And uh, his wife is, uh, probably doesn't have long to live. She's in real bad physical shape, real bad. Uh, Walker, and uh, she's got multiple things wrong with her. I don't think she's going to be around too much longer. But Wally's got, needs to have double knee surgery, by the way. He's, uh, he's still working at 63, and he's uh, just a sweet, sweet servant of the Lord. Every time I go to Calvary Baptist, I know Wally I, from, a, from here to the front door away. There's Wally standing at the door, opening the doors for the ladies and the men. How are you doing? Welcome people with a smile. We had a long day on Sunday. Got home about 5 p.m., and Wally and his wife in a walker drove a half hour, 40 minutes out to Jonathan and Laura's new house because Jonathan's brand new house, the hot water heater decided to go on it. And so we didn't have hot water. Wally's a plumber. So Wally came over Sunday evening. They had to go to Lowe's. It was actually open Sunday night to get a part. And that was like a half hour away. And they drove two and a half hours later. Now it's 8 p.m. on Sunday evening and uh, 8.30. And there's Mrs. Wally, I can't think of their last name right now, Debbie, there she's sitting there at the, and she needs help and she's got to get home to get bed and, and uh, Wally's got to help her all the way. And uh, he's, he's got his own physical needs, but uh, he's going to take care of his wife. And uh, no complaints at all, I could say so much more. I saw as true servants of the Lord. And uh, there they were at the picnic the next day on, on, on Monday and uh, serving God the best they could. And uh, it says this, verse number 19, or verse number 17, and we close. If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. So serving unselfishly brings joy on earth and in heaven. The Bible says there's more joy in, he- in uh, uh, the angels of heaven over one sinner that repenteth, over 99 just people that need no repentance. Uh, the Wallys and Debbies of the world, they're going to have some great rewards in heaven. They live very humbly. And uh, some of you, the same case uh, can be said, but God's called us to wash dirty feet, and it's a high honor to serve the King of kings and Lord of lords. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Pray, Lord, that you'd bless. Lord, I don't even feel in one way that we need to have an invitation in the fact that, Lord, I want to believe that most people in this room are trying to serve you. But, oh, Lord, we could be more diligent in our foot washing, more diligent in our initiative to see a need and fill it, find a hurt and heal it. Lord, help us to be about your business. Help us be more like our master, we pray. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Just how about one verse of more like the master I would ever be.